are listening to It's All Good, Magic, Mysticism, and Earth Medicine. Visit us anytime at our new website, magic-and-medicine.com, and that's magic with a K. I'm your host, Dr. Candice Nadine Green. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode. This is episode 111. 111. Must be a lucky number. And I do apologize if this is late um, coming out. Many of you don't know that my family and I have been enduring antagonism and racism, and it's been going on since January. And, and we're now in the month of May. It's gotten really bad. And it's just terrible that my, me being a person of color, we have a beautiful big property with woods and lots of vegetation and just a beautiful property that, you know, maybe may, some people may think that we don't deserve that. How dare that N and yes, they've used the N-word to refer to me. How dare that N have something better than I do. And then they criticize me for having a doctorate saying, yeah, is that, does she have a doctorate? Yes, I do have a doctorate. And I also have a master's of science. And I have a master's. And I have a bachelor's. Okay. And... I was I was in the professional world with 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 just the bachelor's at age 22. And I was an award-winning professional. Thank you. And then when I got spent 11 years in that field, it was time for me to get married and raise a family and get away from the city because of uh, a lot of childhood trauma, PTSD, and things like that. I needed to get away, find myself again, find my inner self, my ordery, find uh, that peace so I can live, so I can start what the journey that I was supposed, that I was intended to do. The journey that I love, I love my mysticism, I love helping, I love gardening, I love being in tune with nature. And when we try to do right things, there is always, and when we try to live in peace and serenity, there's always this outside force that tries to threaten us, which is why it's so important that we we stay in, in contact with our ancestors, our spiritual team, why we surround ourselves with them. I know personally that it has been, very difficult at times to get up, get up at my altar and pray. And sometimes I've just sat at my altar and just said, here I am, you know, honoring gratitude to the ancestors and to Mami Wada, to whom I am initiated. I'm just sitting here. I'm just sitting in your presence. And I ask you to fill me with your love, your guidance, your protection, and good health me and my family for my family and me for my family and me and and that's sometimes I just don't I don't have the words and that's all I can do 
that's what I've been doing <laughs> for quite a few quite a few days because I don't have the worth I'm, I'm men mentally exhausted and emotionally drained so and it's been very hard to write it's been very hard to work on my art to do my work I've been struggling which is why I need their strength Today I'm going to talk about um, Yoruba, the Yoruba people, my people, and the Orisha. I don't, I'm not a dedicated, I'm not a dedicated person who practices Ifa and uh, does Orisha dedication. Uh, I do, what I do is uh, ancestor veneration and uh, I am initiated to Mami Wata. So that's where my, in a, that's where my African traditional religious practices come in. But I thought it would be interesting to talk about the Orisha. I, I don't, you know, forgive me for not knowing everything about it, but I did do some research. I, uh, one of the books that I used for this podcast for this episode today is called The Way of the Orisha by Philip John Nemark. And I thought it would be good to give information that I don't necessarily have a hand in practicing. So in some African societies, like that of the Yoruba, um, people became horticulturalists sedentary horticulturalists and they developed trade surplus <clears throat> and classes of special specialty specialists such as weavers potters blacksmiths or mental casters now I, I love weaving and I'm getting better at it and I'm trying to do a lot of African weaving rugs and mandalas and other things and it's quite fun I, I want to be more in touch with my ancestry and my ancestral practices and so I, I'm going back to, to the roots, to the roots of my, my culture, to my culture. And I find when I make that, that connection, I may not, you know, I may buy yarn instead of using stuff that's around me, like my ancestors in Africa did, but times are different. <clears throat> I don't have sheep or goats or anything like that, or certain plants that I can get stuff from to weave I'm not even growing corn this year so I can't use the husk for anything one day but not this time so over the hundreds of years of development the Yoruba religion mirrored the increasing complexity of the Yoruba society Shango was the god of thunder was once a real life Alifan of Oyo the secular king of all Yoruba. The Yoruba of what is uh, present-day Nigeria in West Africa not only recognized a large pantheon of gods supervised by Odumare, the creator, but the, they developed a highly complex yet flexible system of divination called Ifa, named after the deity who controlled it. Now, Ifa is 
non-judgmental in character. Therefore, avoiding the traps of ethical religious systems which produce guilt. You know, there's no no guilt, none of that. That's really, you know, a lot of Christianity is, and I'm not knocking Christianity, but excuse me, there's a lot of guilt. If you don't pay your tithes, you're going to hell. I, you know, that doesn't work for me. Doesn't work for me. So what Ifa does, it leaves ethical questions and concerns to the secular realm. Like, not here. Now to the, I'm getting visited by a cat, one of our cats. He just came in. He's leaving. He's like, mommy's recording. I'm leaving. <laughs> He's so funny. Sorry. Oh, I love cats. To the early Yoruba people, there was the ever-present threat of droughts, floods, winds, baking sun, and insects, and the unseen enemies of bacteria and viruses that carried off at least three children out of every five that were born. Now, this is important. In regards to the terror of the Middle Passage, many Yoruba were sold into slavery by neighboring Yoruba kings during the warfare of the late 18th and 19th centuries. Now, I don't believe that uh, when, when other Africans sold other Africans to white traders and stuff, I don't believe that they knew what was going to happen, that they were going to be slight they're going to be slaves i really don't believe that it was malicious like that i think that the africans all of all of our ancestors our african ancestors even though we were there were warring tribes and things like and and situations like that i don't believe that we wanted ill will for the other Africans to work for, to be beaten by white men, to be taken, to have their culture ripped from them. No one can could have foreseen that. I don't believe that that's what they wanted. Not at all. I think that they were unified in the idea that their culture was sacred and should have and should be protected. And I think there's more to the story that, of course, those in power don't want us to know. Those Yoruba who survived to reach the new world represented all specialties. Kings, they were warriors, women who were heads of huge markets, sculptors weavers house builders and potters to name a few and these are the skills these are their specialties that they had when they were in africa that they brought with them to the new world so those are yoruba arriving in spanish and portuguese settlements in the new world soon found that they were forced to choose between accepting the catholic faith or receiving crueler punishments christianity was forced upon them it was really life or death in some cases. Those wise babalaos, babalaos, 
Uh, if you don't know what a Babalawa is, a Babalawa is a priest of Ifa. But those Bab the, the Babalawa, Babalawa who survived the Middle Passage in the early days of slavery may have soon realized that it would be necessary to train apprentices in order to pass on the Yoruba religion and to ensure the survival of both the humans and the gods of Ifa. So the deities who otherwise could not cross water survived due to the most important spirit, which is called the Ori, which is the head or rather that which is inside of the head. It's like uh, the higher self. Okay. So uh, the Ori and divination traveled intact as well. Ifa, divina Ifa divination survived fairly intact because it worked. The, the appropriateness of its verse, the accumulated power of the spoken word. The spoken word is believed to be spiritually potent and protective medicine. Well-spoken words can possess a kind of power over the minds of others. Manifestation, creative visualization, speaking into being, into existence. They are very potent, very powerful. So be careful of the words that you speak. Whether or not we realize it, our words are more potent and powerful than any action we may perform, especially if we add strong emotions to them. We don't realize that we have this power as, as descendants of great African ancestors. Our words can hurt, they can harm, they can bless, and they can curse. I've heard many of my, my relatives uh, down south who were closer to the African ancestors than I curse people, curse. And it was, it was awful. And you didn't want that. So be careful of the words we speak. And also, honor your ancestors. Carry, carry on the tradition. For me, uh, working with, working, on my, working with uh, my African ancestors is very, has been very helpful. Very re rewarding. Even when I'm going through, even when we're going through these difficult times, I know they are working. I, I can see some, I can see the little things, the things that they have done and, and have revealed to help us. I can see that when they send people to show us support, to encourage us, I can see the good fortune that, that has come our way, even though we are enduring this, this racism, this outright racism from this one absolute hateful racist person who happens to live right next door to us but even when you don't have anything to say just just ground yourself touch the earth and just sit connect uh, me my garden is where i connect is 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 a big connection for me, I'm always in the dirt. I love having dirt all over me. 
I sometimes I rip off my gloves and I just I say, look, I'm just going to put my hands in the dirt and it feels good and I love it. I feel so connected and connected to the plants. I connected to the earth, even though I'm not in Africa where my ancestors are. I, you know, the, the earth is the earth and I feel a connection, a healing support. And I know I, it reminds me of the power that's within me that I forget about sometimes the power of my words, the power of my energy and my prayer. And what those who seek to harm what they want us to do is not realize what, what the strength and the power that we do have, especially those who are very connected, very intertwined with their ancestry, with their melanated, cosmically connected selves. When we don't, we don't, it's, it's just, it's just history all over again not letting people speak their language, not letting people practice their culture, trying to be, trying to dominate them, trying to uh, demonize those who are different, who practice a different spiritual, who have different spiritual practices, you know, demonizing them so they can feel ashamed, so they can hide things like that. And I just needed to be reminded that's probably why I did this episode. It, this episode didn't turn out the way I want, what I initially thought it would. But I, I, I feel good because I feel um, that I was I was reminded of some things that I probably not forgot, but I neglected during this difficult time. And I hope it has helped you too. It's probably not a long episode, but I, I'm off script. I'm talking now and. I just want you to also realize during those difficult times, connect with your spiritual team. You may not have African ancestors like I do, um, or uh, you may have other ancestry that is calling out to you that you need to connect with. So connect, stand firm in the earth. Remember that your word, realize the power that's within you and that's within your words. Also be careful how you use them because they are powerful. Sometimes silence is just perfect. So go in peace, go in love. Thank you for listening. all good magic mysticism and earth medicine check us out at magic hyphen and hyphen medicine.com and that's magic with a k thanks for listening